Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Alicia on the Eat Me podcast. I had the pleasure to have an amazing conversation with Kirby B. She is a women's mind and body transformation coach. She and I talked for so long and it was just an amazing like vibe session. We were just feeding off one another. It was just a great opportunity to talk to someone um, just about their experiences with eating and even just nutrition overall and health and fitness. It was just a great conversation. I'm so excited for you all to hear it. But let me give you a little more information about Kirby. So Kirby B is a women's mind and body transformation coach specializing in holistic nutrition, personal training, and habit integration. Kirby combines her certifications with personal experience to help women connect to their bodies through sensation-based alignment and mind-to-muscle connection. Kirby believes in cultivating deeper self-awareness with ourselves so we can truly understand our relationships and begin integrating healthy habits that align with our goals. I am beyond excited, like I said before, for you guys to hear this conversation. I'm not going to keep you waiting. So without further ado, please welcome Kirby B. Um, Kirby and I have been talking, actually, let's see, it's been almost 20 minutes before we even hit record. And I was like, whoa, stop, <laughs> because this is great information. She and I are like vibing and I'm, I'm loving her story. So like, Kirby, I just want you to just one, just share with everyone your your journey because you started out not being someone that was really into nutrition and exercise and all this and now you have transformed your your whole life and actually dedicated mm. your life to nutrition and fitness so if you can just start us from the mm. beginning like how did you even get into this whole idea of you know really tackling down nutrition and fitness and and how long has that journey been going on right yeah, yeah. Thank you, Alicia. You're yes. Welcome. So the journey was actually a really long one. And I do love to share that with people that it took about five years for me to get kind of what I would call my starting point where I was starting to take action mm -hmm. um, to a point where I felt like I had really integrated some concepts in my life. Now, that's not to say that things don't slide back and forth a little bit, but right. to, to have a sense of mastery and integration with, with some, some aspects of the journey. So um, seven years ago, actually, I was an elementary school teacher and, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was also considered in the obese range of, of things. Um, right. my body fat was, um, higher than 30%. Um, I don't know what my BMI was. It was probably scary, you know? So, um, right. <laughs> and I was just living in this, this way that I was continuously pouring from an empty cup, um, mm. going to school, serving, 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 eating, whatever came into my field, you know? Yeah. And then going home, and kind of like self-medicating myself or buffering, you know, the kind of pain that I was in 
with food. So almost every night was a sort of binge session of, you know, ice cream, Doritos, sometimes both at the same time, you know, <laughs> like. I'm laughing because that has, yes, I, I, you need, I, I hear this. <laughs> the sweet and the salty, right? Like you need yes. the sweet and the salty, you know, so. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was basically how I was getting through life. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with a lot of other issues that I now know are part of poor nutrition because depression, anxiety, stress, cortisol, um, all, all of those things are kind of made worse by processed food and, um, having poor nutrition. So, uh, I was really in kind of a dark place and I, I would say that the part that started um, getting me into nutrition was I had a membership at a local yoga studio and I started mm -hmm. going to yoga. So I had a pretty decent yoga practice. I enjoyed going to the studio. Um, we were laughing earlier because I shared that at the end of every class, I would ask the, the the yoga teacher to grade me like how did I do can you tell like that was my performance you know <laughs> which is so the opposite of yoga it's it's and it's even the opposite of of the gym like I would never you know like I know when I had a good workout but right. I would never grade my workouts <laughs> but that's what that's what I I wanted somebody to tell me that I was doing a good job you know right. so I would go to the yoga studio you know do the best I could, I guess. Ask the teacher how I did. And then I'd promptly go home and eat some cookies and Doritos. <laughs> I aced that one. I need a cookie. <laughs> yes. I got I I got I get a treat now, you know? Right. Like <laughs> so um the yoga bug kind of I think it was like a slow thing. I think a lot of people go to yoga and they think oh, I'm just going to get some instant calm. Like, let me, let me pop right. up my calm pill and it'll all, yeah, we just, you know, yoga is going to fix it. And right. it, it, I didn't feel connected with it immediately. Um, it took me a really long time to get into it. Um, but that was pretty much the only practice that I had actually. Um, so I started to do a little bit more of it. It was kind of cool to see the same women again and again, you know, had a little bit right. of community going on. I do some workshops and, um, but, but still the nutrition was just absolutely out of control. Like one time I went to a yoga teacher training, <laughs> you know, it's going to be good. I went to a yoga teacher training. Okay. Now uh -huh. I am sitting with other yoga teachers. This is not my first one either. Okay. Like this is like, I'm like two or three trainings deep into this right. journey. And I'm, I'm, uh, it's in another town. And uh, I have to like, you know, basically sit on the floor for, I don't know, like eight, 10 hours a day and study the bones and the anatomy and do the poses and all this stuff. Right. And I met a girl at the training and she's like, I'm a holistic nutritionist. So I'm like, Ooh, I could, I could use some of that um, right. because I, you know, I'm really struggling here. And uh, so she's like, okay, um, I'm going to get you to write down your food that you've been intaking for four days. Now, this is during a yoga teacher training. And do you know what was on my paper? Fish and chips. <laughs> like I was eating <laughs> fried fish and fried chips 
Yeah. Nachos, like wow. like processed like burritos. Right. Oh, good lord! And probably like five <laughs> cups of coffee. You know. Wow. <laughs> right. You know, and and I remember like talking to her, and she's doing my measurements and my weight, and I'm like. But I carry it well, right? Like, right. you know, yeah, my 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 body fat's thirty some percent, but like, but I carry it well, you know. And you know, just my attitude towards like health and fitness was was just so different at the time. So, right. um, later on, I I kind of created this perfect storm for myself. So I'm mm. I'm going through life. I'm doing my yoga, you know, a little bit. I'm eating my Doritos. Um, I'm miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 making a lot of like promises to myself that I'm not keeping. I, I call them my like my Sunday night bargaining sessions, you know. <laughs> like, and so I would be Sunday night, I'd have this like come to Jesus moment where I'd get my journal out, you know, and right. I'd be like, you're going to do this and that you're going to wake up early. And, you know, <laughs> and so I would create this like perfectionist fantasy that me who's going from having, you know, no practices, no habit integration, like no skills whatsoever right. is going to become this perfectionist tomorrow. Um, and obviously when the next day came, I couldn't do it. Like yeah. I, I wasn't used to doing it. It wasn't a part of my identity at that point. Um, and so other stuff was happening in my relationships, my work that I just felt like I needed a change. And mm. so I kind of broke away from a lot of things that I'd worked on, a lot of things that I'd created, and I moved to a Caribbean island, um, started a new job, you know, like yeah. new, 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 single girl life, living in the Caribbean, um, wearing very little clothes all of a sudden, right. <laughs> and, and, and feeling like my mentality was like this, I... I felt like I had a, a second chance. That was, that was where I was at. You know, I thought, you know what, you, you have a second chance. You don't have to keep repeating the same things again and again and again. And you, you get to choose differently this time. And so that was kind of my mentality was like, I'm not going to waste my life anymore. I'm, I'm so tired of just, wasting my life, like, um, moving through the motions, struggling with depression, anxiety, medicating with food. Um, you know, I wanted to choose something different for myself to yeah. see if anything different could happen. No, I love that because, yeah. you know, the, the whole idea of making these drastic, I want you say, well, they are drastic, you know, yeah. in, in relation to like what we've been doing to, but to make those changes, I was laughing because I have fallen victim to the same thing where it's like, okay, Alicia, we're going to write everything out and all the things you're going to be amazing. And it's like, okay, but I can't expect myself to just miraculously just, oh, boom, it's all going to work. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. And I think many of us put our, we, we put ourselves in that trap of, okay, I'm going to change everything today. It's yeah. done. 
It's all yeah. or nothing. And then it's literally all or nothing, right? It's either we're yeah. boom, 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 or then forget it. I'm going back to my Doritos, right? Yeah, yeah. And so during this process for you, you move into the island. Was it easier for you to make those changes? Because I'm thinking like, do they, were, were all those things that you're used to eating, were they available? Was it readily available in ways that it was available uh, in Canada, right? That is such a good question. And yes, yeah. that was actually very helpful because mm. it was not readily available. You know, okay. like these are more, um, like the country is still developing. There is a right. lot of conveniences, but they're not as easily accessible as they are in the United States or Canada, right? right. So there's not really like, there are no drive-throughs, you know? <laughs> like there are no, <laughs> there's, there's no like swinging through, you know, like whatever fast food place, that doesn't happen. Um, right. And everything is more expensive because everything mm. is imported in. So that bag of Doritos was 20 EC dollars, which is equivalent okay. to about seven USD. Yeah. That will stay on the shelf. I mean, <laughs> you're thinking twice, right? Like, right. You know, you're really thinking twice. So um, that that truly was helpful. And actually, um, now that I'm in, you know, a totally different position and I have clients that I work with who transition from living on the island to going back to the United States, I'm like, oh, you poor girl. Yeah. Oof, that is hard, you know, because I, you know, occasionally get to visit. I live in Mexico now. I occasionally get to visit Love the it. States. And when I walk into like a Publix grocery store and I see the baked goods at the door. Oh my gosh. Right. How, how, and it's all like, it's, it's so inexpensive. You know? Right. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's right there in your face. It's right there. And it's, like, I, and I it's, can't. I, yeah, you know? And so I, I, I do feel, you know, I, I think it is a little bit, harder, you know, when, when you're trying to go against the grain of mm -hmm. all of those temptations, um, truly the, a lot of, a lot less temptations existed for me on, on the Island. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was like, I, I wonder if it was an easier transition. And, and also, I guess with your, cause you, you worked with clients. So, uh -huh. and we'll talk more about that for people to get more information about, you know, you know, how you work with clients with mm -hmm. um, fitness and nutrition. But when you're working with clients, because you mentioned once they leave the island, how are they then reaching back out to you and letting you know, like, what that success is looking like after they've left the island and what struggles mm -hmm. they're having as well, right? Yeah. So a lot of my clients are actually veterinary medical students. So there is actually a veterinary medical school in St. Kitts, West Indies. There's actually a lot of universities there. Um, and so a lot of my clients will be on the island for mm -hmm. their university years, and then they return to the United States to do their practicals and clinics. Yeah. Um, and so there's always kind of like a reintegration. And a lot of clients actually choose to continue working with me for that integration period right. because they know like they know what it's like to live in the United States and just be confronted with all of these temptations all the time. Mm -hmm. And it, it's true. Like Island life is a lot simpler. Um, okay. You know, it's, it's just a lot slower. It's a lot simpler. There's a lot less 
um, it, it's true. There's just a lot less emphasis on food, I think, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting because going to different islands, like we went to Puerto Rico in July of this year. I mean, obviously as a tourist, they're going to like, they want you to try, you know, their food because it's, it's a sense of like pride. Like we yeah. want to share our culture with you, whatever. So of course it's a part of your process, but just mm -hmm. looking at the day-to-day -day living food, even though it is still part of the U S food is not as emphasized from what I could see. Like you're saying, it's not like, Oh my gosh, we have to go and eat. Like where I'm from, I'm from Indiana. And mm -hmm. in Indiana, especially the city I'm from, Evansville, Indiana, there's not a ton to do. So we eat. We go out to yeah. eat. Yeah. You know, and any type of restaurant you can imagine, it's there. So those temptations, it's just, it's outrageous, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's just so much. More. I feel like there's more to do, like physically in yes. an island setting versus how it is set up in. Well, where I'm from, I should say, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you mm -hmm. like there's more like activity and things that, that take that would distract you from eating. Yeah. When, yeah, when definitely. I mean, I, I think the weather is a big factor and the right. natural landscape is a big factor. Um, you can hang out with your friends without necessarily focusing on food, you know, like you could go to the beach, snorkeling, hiking. Um, you know, there's, there's horseback riding, a lot of different activities that, you know, is not necessarily centered around food. Right. Whereas I feel like when you're meeting up with your friends in the States or Canada, you're meeting up like at a restaurant or right. at a bar or something like that, you know, right. um, those things are not as readily available. Like, of course there's restaurants and bars and things like that, but um, there's also a lot of beautiful beaches and, yes. you know, like other places to hang out too. Oh, I love that. And I, uh, and so it's just, I, I'm, I'm like the short story or, or the, I, what do you say? The conclusion of this is we all just need to move to some type of violence. I think so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It, and it's definitely different. I just came back from, um, a trip to Peru and, uh, you know, the way that food, I mean, you know, where I was staying was kind of like deep in the jungle and the people didn't have a ton of extra income to be spending on food. So right. definitely like eating was, you know, like a lot of the people where, where I was staying didn't even have fridges. So you wow. make enough you know, like you eat it and then that's it. Move right. on, do something right. else, you know, like you're going to lie in the hammock or you're going to go for a little walk or you're going to go down to the water or whatever it is. Right. But um, it, it's, it's not this kind of like constant grazing. But I also feel like I think that the reason, the other reason why that we tend to overeat in North America is because we're just in sensory overload all the time. Like the amount of information that we have to process just to live in the right. United States um, or Canada is, is just insane. Like computers don't yes. even have to process the amount of information that we have to take in. And it's a shock to our systems 
And so yeah. I think we feel like we need to try to like create some sort of a, a barrier, you know, right. like literally like, like build ourselves some protection, try to protect our energy and help us ground and help us stabilize a little bit more. And that is something that food does for us. It does help us ground, you know, like we right. feel if we're really hungry, you know, we almost feel like lightheaded. Right. Right. And if when we eat food, we can feel like, okay, cool. Now I can settle down on the couch and right. like deal with some things. You know? <laughs> it's like, okay, we got it all together now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an energetic aspect of, of eating as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first time we talked, Herbert, we talked about the energetic um, components of eating. Mm -hmm. And I was... Literally sitting here, like mind blown with you know how we were, you know, really just kind of breaking that down because I yeah. never thought of food as energy. So, like, yeah. please, you know, share with everybody like how how you were breaking it down for me because I was just like, wait a minute, food is yeah. food, you just eat it. Energy, yeah. what does that even mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start back at like your relationship with food. And right. even let's go back a step uh, before that, because it begins truly with the relationship that you have with yourself. So the way that I've started to understand this world is that <laughs> everything is a relationship right? Like, and it's not just like you think about, okay, we have a relationship with our significant other and that's where it kind of ends, but it, it really doesn't. So starting with the relationship that you have with yourself, you can think about, okay, like what kind of thoughts do I have about myself? How do I talk to myself? How do I treat myself? Mm. How do I take care of my health, take care of my spirituality, take care of my finances, whatever that is, how you're kind of like anything that's in your field that you're taking care of for you is the relationship that you have with that other thing. Right. And so the relationship, like we mentioned earlier, if you have a relationship with yourself where you are, you know, lying to yourself, essentially, like you're essentially like creating these perfectionist fantasies so that you can right. give yourself a big hit of dopamine, like, yeah, right. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then the next day you don't do it. You're essentially creating a relationship with yourself that like I lie to myself. I lie to myself because mm. I'm uncomfortable. So like I'm uncomfortable with different aspects of myself and how I deal with that is I lie. I tell myself stories. So that's part of the relationship that you have with yourself. And then of course we have a relationship with our food as well. And this is one of those things that I loved breaking it down with you because I right. feel like a lot of people just like throw these terms around as though we should all understand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, your relationship with food, your relationship with food. You're like, what does that, that even mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if I have all the answers, but the way right. that I started to understand it was like, how am I using food, right? Mm. What does my relationship with food look like? So, you know, am I using food to numb some sort of pain? You know, like, is that why I'm eating, right? And so the other thing that I understand about this world is that everything has a soul, 
right? Like everything has a relationship to you. And so the way that I'm interacting with food is I'm essentially like saying, I use you when I'm uncomfortable. Wow. Right. And that's what I'm energetically subconsciously imprinting on whatever thing I'm eating, whether it's like, you know, a protein shake or a bag of Doritos or whatever it is. Like when I am uncomfy with some things and I don't want to deal with, I'm going to use you. Right. Mm. And you can imagine if that was another person, if you had a person in your life that you just like only called them up (laughs) whenever you were feeling some sort of pain how fast would that relationship deteriorate? You know, like you wouldn't, that person probably wouldn't want to hang out with you very much or you wouldn't (laughs) feel good, you know, after a certain point either. So there's, there's that aspect. And so digging a little bit deeper into if you are finding yourself like I used to with the bag of Doritos on the couch, why, you know, what energetic state are you in when you're reaching for that food? Right. So this is something that I started considering and it's something that I work through with my clients as well. Like why, you know, if you're choosing that, okay, you're choosing that, but like, why? So one of the things that came up for myself, honestly, like this is Uh just, I think it's hilarious. And I wonder (laughs) if anybody else is the same. Um, I eat when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You know, like I hear of people who eat when they're stressed and I kind of get that, you know, like, but like I, I, when I dig into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just ate like so much ice cream, you know, and, and, and I'm like walking down the street, going to the OXO, the OXO is like our 7-Eleven in Mexico. And I'm looking Uh for a Magnum triple chocolate, like, (laughs) okay. And then I snarf it down. Like I barely tasted the thing and I'm, and I'll look later because sometimes it's, you know, I'm trying to catch myself in the moment, you know, but it still happens. And I go, why, why, why did I do that? And it's usually because I am kind of trying to suppress a feeling like, I don't like that that person said that to me. I don't like that, you know, my work is going this way. I don't like that, whatever it is that I feel like I am angry about that I don't have this control over. I, I, I try to like, you know, like, let's just stuff that down with some chocolate. Right. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's not anger for me. It's more anxiety. If I'm nervous, oh, it is, it is time to chow down. Okay. (laughs) You know, because I just get myself so worked up. I'm like, ah, I just need some Oreos. And then Oreo, once I, that sugar hits my body, it's like, girl, we got it. We're good. And, but then I'm not, nothing's been resolved in terms of what has caused the anxiety. I just feel a temporary sense of whatever, but then I still have to address it, right? Yes, yes, yes. I am like, so, okay, we talked about the whole relationship piece before, but Mm -hmm. you said something just now and I was like, okay, Kirby, this is amazing. You basically were saying that we are, if, you know, how we're incorporating this relationship with food, if we're constantly in a state of going to it for whatever reason, that sense of almost abusing it, 
right? And mm. thinking of it, how we abuse, how we would potentially abuse a friend, like, or a family member, that person mm -hmm. wouldn't stick around, right? Yeah. And I, it's kind of, in a way, it's like, yes, that makes sense, but I have the control that makes sense to purchase that. Yeah. And it's still, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, we can think of it in that friendship way and it does make sense, but then it's still like, oh, I still have the ability to go and buy it. It's still mm -hmm. going to be there for me. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's scary for me because it's like for a person, a person to be like, you know what, Alicia, you're nope, we're done. Bye. Like, they can set that boundary. But with yeah. food, I can always go and get it. And that's what's scary to me. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking about what you, you can. Said. Yeah, you can always go and get it, but it it has a different effect on your body, whether mm -hmm. it's nourishing you, you know, right. and like fueling your cells and giving you energy and giving you life force, you know, or if it's just kind of like, um, sitting in your digestive system, making right. you feel bloated, making you, you know what I mean? Feel heavy. And that's the relationship. If we overdo, you know, this kind of like, um, or over abuse, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, the, yeah. the food, then that is essentially, it's, it's, it's kind of like a cumulative kind of a, you know, uh, abuse, I guess. No, I know? mean, that's definitely what it is. And I, the reason why I, I, I've mentioned it in that way, because I feel like in some ways, and maybe people just don't think about it, but I'm thinking about for me, I don't think of the relationship. I just think mm -hmm. of, I need these Oreos because- yeah. And I'm not even thinking that either. It's just all subconscious. But as I'm like working it in my mind now, it's like, okay, I'm going for the Oreos because I'm stressed. It's all, it's never let me down. I don't have to hear any crap from these Oreos. Like they're not gonna be like, girl, yeah. you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Like yeah. they're just going to be there in the row and I'm going to wolf them all down. <laughs> you know, like I'm not accountable to anybody except myself, but I, I still haven't, I haven't, taking the time to look at my relationship with myself. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I think we talked about this the, the last time we spoke. I don't know how many people are really considering their relationship with themselves or if they even mm -hmm. thought they had a relationship with themselves, right? Like mm -hmm. how do people get to the point, Kirby, to say, okay, I have to take care of myself and create a healthy relationship. Like how does that start with like a client of yours? How do you get them to a point to even acknowledge, okay, you have a relationship with yourself. This is how you need to start utilizing yourself in a positive way to love yourself and romance yourself or whatever that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a really tough one, you know? Like, right. it's not something that we're really taught in school. We get this kind of, like, I think in the West, we get a self-love relationship um really skewed you know and it turns instead of like self-love it turns into love yourself like you know like <laughs> and, and treat you treat yourself you instead <laughs> right yes. we just we're just like somehow you know just like miss the mark and and yeah. uh and, and turned it into like I deserve it that's how I love myself you know right and I mean it's 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 a whole lot of different ways of of working with somebody's you know, psychology essentially, but, but trying to, I do a lot of vision work, 
you mm. know, with, with that woman. And we look at kind of like where we want to be and create an identity for, for her at, at the end of the game, you know? So like, right. how do you, how do you want to live? Right? Like, do you, you know, you, what, what kind of clothes do you want to wear? What kind of food do you want to eat? What kind of thoughts do you want to think? And building a vision of, of that kind of end goal, you know, of this woman. And then you start to work backwards and go, okay, well, what kind of habits do you think that she would have? Mm. What kind of thoughts do you think that she would think? You know, like, how do you think that she takes care of herself? You know, um, another really, really helpful tool. And this is, this is like so good. Maybe we can talk about this another time. Um, but it's, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's called soul mapping. Right. And it's, so it's this idea that our life has four different aspects of it. I mean, probably more than that, but we can boil it all down to, you know, having a abundance abundancia how we say in mexico but abundancia is really (laughs) like it's we don't have like abundance is not a bunch of money in the bank account you know Mm -hmm. it's these four aspects of our life and if we're able to find an abundance of these four things then life flows really well it's like 360 degrees so the four aspects are health you know, that's a really big one. So you think about like, okay, like how do I, you know, feel in my body? What is my body able to do? How much energy do I have? How is my digestion? How is my sleep? You know, like how are all these things functioning for me? Like, do I have nice, clear skin? Am I glowing? You know, like how is my hair? How is, you know, what do all these things look about look for me in my health. Um, and then the next one is relationships. Like we talked a lot about earlier, you know, like Mm -hmm. this relationship, like how do I talk to myself? Mm -hmm. How do I treat myself? What sort of thoughts do I have about myself? Like when I think about myself, you know, do I say things like, Oh, you know, like I'm, I'm so fat or, Oh, I hate the sound of my voice. I'm so annoying. I'm so, you know, like, and we say these things, and our words are more powerful than we think. We we yeah. we start to believe them essentially. We're, it's like we're casting a spell in ourselves with our words if we say right. it enough times, you know. Um, another aspect is, um, you know, of course, relationships covers like your relationships with other people, your relationship with your partner, however that looks for you, and then um, spirituality. Like, do you have some sort of a sense of, you know, connection to a higher purpose or your own purpose or your, your higher self or God or whatever that looks like for you? Um, And then of course, finances, like what's your relationship with money? And a lot of the times, like, you know, our relationship with money and our relationship with food are kind of similar. Yes. Some people, right. Like, you know, like you, and and it's so related because you have to buy the food with money. Right. Like, so (laughs) so if if you're like you know what I am angry I just you know I'm so mad I can't believe this person said that to me I'm gonna go out and pay 
I don't know, five bucks or whatever it is for a box right. of Oreos, right? And bring them into my home and, and eat them. Then you're kind of right. essentially telling the soul of money, I like to spend you when I'm angry. That's how I use you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. literally, once again, blown, like mind blown because when things are too much for me, my anxiety is through the roof. It's either eating Obviously, I'm purchasing something, or I am going to. I'm going to TJ yeah. Maxx. Listen, yes, this is not a plug for TJ Maxx, but I love that store. Okay, like yeah, I get in there and it's like my all the worries, anything that could have ever been going down, it's they're gone. Yeah, and I'm just buying things. Yeah, it's, yeah, that and it's it kind of gives you the same little. Like, um, it's like a same little dopamine hit that you get from the Oreos because you go in there and you just, you get to be distracted temporarily by all these beautiful things, Yeah, you know? And it's kind of like the same perfectionist thing. You're like, oh, my house could have this, you know? <laughs> that would look Wouldn't... a little bit over there. <laughs> yes, yes. And you get to kind of play into this, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to deal with what's really bothering me. Right. Um, I get to have this this opportunity to, you know, essentially like get high off, right. off something else, you know? No, this mm-hmm. is so interesting. So the four, um, I guess we could call them four pillars, right? So you said yeah. it's relationships, spirituality, mm-hmm. our finances, and then what was the fourth one? Health. Health, right. Health, yeah. So when we're thinking about all this, so for those that would want to like reach out to you about coaching, are those the four pillars that you focus on with majority of your coaching um, clients? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the first things that we do is soul mm-hmm. mapping. Um, I, I have a lot of PDFs and I do a lot of calls with with the clients to work through these things. And essentially mm-hmm. what I like to do for my own practice is grab a, a sheet of paper, you yeah. know, one four sheets, I guess, like one for each pillar right. and write the title at the top and then just you know, allow yourself to go into this space of what do I really want it to look like, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's a really interesting thing because the relationship that you have with yourself is usually, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a mirror for everything else that you attract in your life. Right. You know? So if you're, you know, it's, it's a mirror for how you interact with food Um, it's a mirror for how you interact with your partner. And one of the things that you can also do that's like super fun. It says, this is not really about food, but maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's all related. Um, but if you, if you are in a relationship with another person, just like how we talked about, like, you know, if you treated food, if you treated your lover, the way you treated food, they probably wouldn't hang around for very long. Um, but if you, if you are in a relationship with somebody, you can write down. So you do with the relationship, like how I want to talk to myself. Like I love myself. I treat myself with care. I think kind thoughts about myself. I buy myself nice things. I give myself nice experiences. I take bubble baths. I like candles. Right. I drink tea, whatever it is, you know. And then also like how do you, like what does the relationship look like or your ideal relationship with your lover? Like how do I talk to this other person? You know, like, how do I treat them? 
what what sort of things do I say to them? How do we communicate together? You know, right. like how, like, do we take time for it? Do we send each other little text messages throughout the day? Like, how do I want to communicate my love with this other person? And, you know, writing it down and get really, really clear on it. It's a powerful practice to do with another person. Or mm. if you're single, um, I've done this when I was single. Um, and I wrote down what I wanted my mm. future relationship right. to look like. So essentially, and that's essentially what you're doing with health too. Right. You're writing down what you want your future relationship to look like with um, food, with health. And I think that's so important because like I said before, at least I'm talking for myself. I can't project this on anyone else, but I'm pretty sure other people have felt this, but like to really acknowledge how we eat and approach eating in this way where we're being accountable um, I've done it to some degree, but then it also brings on the anxiety again. And then I'm going back to the Doritos or Oreos. Mm. It's so much for me to actually process. It's like, oh my gosh, after I've written everything down and I'm seeing it and I'm like, oh, like, yeah. How, like, so has that been something that you've experienced with people and like, how do we, do we just kind of like take little bites, not well, little, little bites of that, actual you know trying to take action like what does that look like for someone because for me it could just be a thing where i'm like nah, and i just throw it all up in there like nah, i can't do this <laughs> totally totally yeah so when that happens usually what what we do like you said we we both like i have my notebook right here and i, I love writing, writing things down on it and right. and and so okay what's happening is when we do that it's like we're creating a perfectionist fantasy. I kind of mentioned that word earlier, right. but this perfectionist fantasy for ourselves, right? right? And you put so much, and this is like sometimes where vision boards can fail us. You know, everybody, all these gurus, right. are like just make a vision board, put your, you know, 10K months and houses on the beach and whatever, right. like, you know, that looks like for you. Um, right. But the problem is, is that when we do that, when we write those lists down and we create those vision boards, we get this like big hit of dopamine. We're like, whoo, that feels so good. Just like I went to TJ Maxx, that feels so good. You know, like, and I feel so good. Right. I don't even have to do the thing mm. because all I really wanted was the high. Right. And I got my high. I'm high. I'm like, right. you know, of all these plans. Yeah. Um, and so, the thing, what, how you, how you want to do. So essentially these perfectionist fantasies set us up for failure because mm. we truly we're not there yet. Right. You know, we haven't integrated all the habits of that person yet. Right. Right. And so what we want to do is try to focus. It's not that we can't have these plans. I used to hang mine on my wall. Right. You know, I had my four sheets on my wall, like on clipboards, and I would see them every day. Mm. But when you're doing this, it's important to try to just like choose one thing and then integrate that until there's no drama. Okay. I so, love that. So some people say like, oh, it takes 21 days to get a habit or 30. I, I don't know how, I don't know what, what people are saying, but right. the, how, how long it takes for you is until you do it, 
without drama, without like mental drama, you know? And so you think about like brushing your teeth. Like when I go to brush my teeth, I don't go, oh, God, I'm going to brush my teeth today. Like I just, I can't, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it tomorrow. Like we, we don't do that because it's just an automatic habit. I brush my teeth, like I brush my teeth twice a day or or more if I feel like I need to, you know, Um, but, and there's no drama around that. So what you want to do, like the idea is, is that if we say to ourselves, you know, I'm going to go to yoga six times a week, boom, six times a week, I'm going to go to yoga. And then when you don't do that, you end up feeling like a failure and you're like, I suck. I guess I can't do this. You know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm feeling painful now. Let me get some Doritos. That always works out for me, you know? Um, but, but what we want to do is we want to just start small and go, okay, I'm going to go to yoga one time a week. And you do that for, I don't know, three, four five weeks until it's just like, I go to yoga on Mondays. That's just what I do. That's just who I am. And at that point you can, take on another thing right but before that it's just drama i love that and and no one has ever said it that way to me where do it to where you don't feel the drama like all those Mm. excuses and girl i i just can't i have too many things that is probably the takeaway for me from this when Mm. implementing new eating habits or nutritional habits or whatever habits that would then benefit me. And I'm not overwhelming myself, start small and do it until there's no drama behind it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's really, it's really everything. And I had to relearn this lesson. You're like, you know, you think you think you learn. And then I had to relearn this lesson because, um, recently this, this summer, I had a little bit of an injury. I was diagnosed with, um, stage one osteoarthritis, meaning that I've worn down the cartilage, um, getting some bone, starting to grind on bone. And so I, I had some pain flare up unpinched nerve, all kinds of drama. And I I found myself, um, back in bed for a really long time. I found myself Mm. not really being able to walk, um, not being able to stand up and, So finally, I get myself back to a point of healing where I felt like I could take on some routines again. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm like, I'm going to track my macros. I'm going to walk two times a day. I'm going to go to the gym. And I... I had, you know, I I was in a Facebook group with some other nutrition coaches um, that I work with. And... I got to watch myself through text messages, basically scale it back because I wasn't able to meet my goal. And so the first week I had these, you know, like this list of items that I thought I was just going to seamlessly integrate into my life. And then, you know, realize that I couldn't do it and realize that I couldn't do it and realize and, and, and slowly scale it back to like, we're going to go for either a walk or the gym, one or the other, but we're right. going to do one form of movement today. And we're going to track our macros four or five times a week. I'm not going right. to expect you to do it every single day. Cause you're not used to doing it every single day, but right. you know, and then I allowed myself to let those habits um, integrate. And then once, you know, add on a little bit more only once those are 
really super solid. So that is, you know, that's amazing. Seriously, because like I said, I I have to like start thinking of things in more of like a moderate approach as opposed because I'm I'm literally that person, all or nothing. Just let's just do it, let's just get yeah. it done. But it's like yeah. certain tasks can present and you can do it that way. But when it comes to something like this, where you have been constantly doing the same thing over and over again, for you to just, oh, let's get it over with, it's, it's your body doesn't know it yet. Mm -hmm. It's not a part mm -hmm. of its like motion and movement. So it's just like, girl, what are we doing? What are you doing? Like we said, we, we plan all the things Sunday night. We have to come to Jesus. Monday comes, it's like, girl, stop it. Like, we're not going to be able to do this. Like, not even close, you know? It's, it's wild. But like, yeah. Ugh. I, I, I'm like so. And, and oh, sorry. It's, it's hard because, no, you're good. Um, it's hard because we, we have like our, our Western mentality is like, mm -hmm. okay, just like, give me some rules. Give me some SOPs. I need some standard operating procedures over here. But, <laughs> but, but that's not how it works. Cause it's, it's such a balance. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's lifestyle, right? So if you think about like, when you go for these all or nothings, there's like, there's, okay, there's a certain balance of like lifestyle. And then there's a certain balance of discipline and what we call in, in the yoga tradition. I, I, I did go to a lot of yoga training. So I know, <laughs> know a few things within the yoga tradition. <laughs> I'm laughing because I probably learned about this and then went home and ate ice cream, right? Like, <laughs> Good point. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, totally. I love it. Yeah. But, but you know, in, in the yoga tradition, they call it tapas. And tapas okay. means discipline, right? And mm -hmm. so it's that idea that cultivating discipline, it's like it stokes your fire. So this discipline, this tapas, it's kind of related to the fire element, you know? Mm. So you, you have to stoke the fire. You have to put some logs on every once in a while to keep right. the fire going, right? And so essentially, like, it's like, you know, we, we have good teeth because we stoke the fire by brushing our teeth every day, right? Um, right. Or you know, whatever it is, I might have good flexibility because I have a stretching practice every single day. I'm stoking that fire. Right. So right. there's that aspect of like cultivating the tapas, cultivating the discipline, stoking the fire elements so that things keep burning for you, right. you know, and also remembering on the other side of things that it's a lifestyle. Right. Okay. And if it's a life, Style. it's not all or nothing because it's never right. gonna end you know right. there's never you it's not like you're gonna get to the end of this like we love 30-day challenges yeah. right like like in the west there's like we love that we're like seven day reset 30-day challenge like we're gonna fix all our stuff in <laughs> 30 days and we're not right. because it's not there's nothing nobody's getting a medal there's no completion at the end of it you right. still have to carry on living your life so with that philosophy of like, if this is a lifestyle, it's kind of like, okay, if I miss a day, that's all right, because right. it's a lifestyle and I know I'm going to get back to it because it's how I live. So if we're able to like balance these two things, 
I think we would be able to find a lot of peace with our habit integration because we're balancing. We're like, okay, we got it. We do have to keep stoking the fire. The fire will die if we do not put some logs on it. Right. But, you know, if I let the fire kind of like die down for a second so that I can catch a breath or because I had a really, truly busy day, it was flat out. I couldn't, you know what I mean? I can always right. pick it up and keep going. Yeah. This is, oh my gosh, Kirby, I could talk to you all day long. Like literally, because this is like every time we expound on something else, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I'm learning something new. And I'm, I'm actually seeing that this doesn't have to be as overwhelming as I have made it to be with, you know, eating. Mm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's always like, I've got to do all the things. And if I'm not perfect, yeah. it's a wrap, you know? So like, I, I am so grateful to you because it's like, Yes, like you hear that it's a lifestyle and, and, it, and whatever, but it's also, it's like you said, incorporating that component of having um, a relationship with food. Also, yeah. and I don't know how much we talked about it. I know we talked about it before, but that vibrational state, where right. are, what am I it, it, at this point of me eating something? Like, am I angry? Am I yeah. wolfing all this down and not even enjoying it? Because the last time we talked, I, would, I, I mentioned, depending on what, where I am in that, that vibrational state, if I am in a good mood, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a cookie. I don't consume as much uh, at that point because I've been, I'm enjoying yeah. it. And I'm not just woofing yeah. it down. I am like, you know, trying to suppress whatever was happening. Yes, you know? yes, yes, exactly. Um, we, we talked about that. And so this idea of like checking in with your vibrational state before you're consuming the food um and the other part of it like you talked about like i feel more satisfied when i'm in a good vibrational state right like when i'm eating it with my lover my partner like you know or i'm celebrating right. like that feels really good there's good energy around it right when when you're just consuming to you know suppress some emotions or cover up some kind of pain that you don't want to deal with um it, it does land differently. You don't feel as satisfied because mm -hmm. you, you can't actually feel satisfied. The food is not going to, the food is truly not a solution. The solution would be for you to look at, okay, why am I so stressed? What can right. I do to take my stress level down? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to take a bath? You know, do I need right. to have some card conversations maybe like, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But because we that that is too difficult, we end up, you know, using food and abusing food and shoving things down. But the worst part is, is that I don't know about you, but have you ever but but have you ever, you know, in these moments when we're trying to suppress because we're angry or we're stressed or whatever, and we're eating like, you know, the sleeve of Rolio, uh, Oreos, um, did you, do you have a memory of doing that? Or do you kind of almost forget later? Like, oh, yeah, I, I did eat like, that. Like, you, you kind of don't even remember that you ate it. No, like you're now that you're mentioning. No, I don't have memories of this. I have like I have the memories of eating in like that my higher vibrational states. Like I don't forget having good dining experiences, right? Um, yeah, where I'm with a group yes, of people, exactly. and it's, it's mm -hmm. beautiful and it's gorgeous, and we're just celebrating one another for whatever reason. 
But in my states yes. of like my low states, I, I it, it I'm literally blacked out. I, I am yeah. just yeah, I, I'm, exactly. I'm not there. I, I, as you're saying, I'm like, do I remember those? No, I don't. I I remember opening the package and possibly yeah. what I was pissed about, but the exactly. actual consuming, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really it's really interesting because and then and then you're almost forming a pattern, right? You're like yeah. cementing some neurons in your brain. I'm I'm not a psychologist, but you're essentially like teaching right. yourself. <laughs> when right. I'm angry, I do this. When I'm stressed, yes. I do this. And then it's like emotion. You just get into emotion and, and you don't necessarily right. even remember um, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm like thinking about that. It's like, no, I don't recall those moments of actually taking in that time that I was eating that. It's, it's like my brain just said, girl, we don't need to remember this. Like we... Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it was bad enough that you were upset about the the circumstance. I'm not going to keep this in your brain too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting because it's, it, it's not satisfying, right? right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't hit, hit that point. That's really bothering you. It doesn't offer you any kind of a solution. And it's certainly not as satisfying as if you had, you know, one cookie yes. that, Somebody who, you, you know, like, like, like really like good quality, like from mm -hmm. your favorite cookie store yeah. um, or, you know, that's something that a loved one made for you and you put it on a plate and you maybe had a cup of tea with it and yes. you maybe, you know, whatever it is, that's your routine. Um, that totally like it hits different. And you probably yeah. remember sinking your teeth into every bite. Yes, you know? it's true. Mm -hmm. It's oh my gosh. Like I said, uh, I hate that we're running out of time. <laughs> Before we go, like this has been amazing because it's just so many different things that mm -hmm. I'm actually either learning or actually taking in account that, okay, Alicia, this has been said to you one too many times. Like we got to mm -hmm. start somewhere. How do we mm -hmm. really start building these blocks? Like Kirby, like you've allowed me, I, I, and I know other people will feel the same way. You've allowed me to just be accountable. Right, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. normally that's not. I'm I'm accountable for like my work, yeah, with my child, you know, my wife, things like that. But just my eating, really, just being accountable for it in ways of acknowledging the relationship I have, how I'm feeling, and that vibration. Like that was mm -hmm. never something that I felt I had to be accountable for. Yeah, yeah, I think it creates a different kind of awareness mm -hmm. of of eating and of your relationship with, with eating and with food. Right. And, you know, we, we can't really be accountable, I guess, until we're aware, right? right. We have to have some sort of awareness of, of, yeah. of what we're doing and how we're acting. Um, and, and then, you know, we can kind of start making some changes from there because we can actually see it. If we don't see it or if we don't want to see it, then we're not really able to change yeah. anything. So true. Mm -hmm. So I know mm -hmm. you're starting your, your coaching program. You, you've already started coaching to some degree, but you're starting a bigger program, yeah. right? So let's yeah. share with everyone because I'm, I, I can't imagine people not wanting to work with you because you're just amazing all around. Oh so my like gosh, just share what, what that looks like and, like, and how people can get, get in touch with you for the program and just you in general. 
Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I am so excited about this one. It is definitely on a larger scale than than what I've worked before. Um, and the name of the program is called Glute Goddess. And so what I want to, you know, help women achieve is this balance between science and soul. You know, mm. like we have the science, we know how to train, we have sports nutrition, nutrition, um, you know, sports training, um, movement science, we know this, that's where the glute part comes in. And I'll talk a little right. bit more about that in a second. Um, yeah. And then the soul, like this idea of stepping into this higher version of yourself with more awareness and more clarity and understanding your relationships, essentially, like we've talked, uh, you know, a lot about on this show. So it's the blend of both of those things. And along my journey, um, I, I was able to get to the point where I was doing a lot of modeling. I was modeling a lot of bikinis. I was competing as a bikini athlete. And one of the things that I learned while I was training as a bikini athlete is how to focus on your glutes. And mm. of course, in that kind of an industry, it's a very aesthetic industry. So, you know, we're looking right. for a particular shape. But what I learned was this, is that, okay, here's, here's the basis of how exercise and food work together. Okay. Okay. So when you train a muscle, all right, when you train a muscle, so you do some bicep curls or some squats or whatever you do, you create little tiny microfiber tears in that muscle. Right. The next time that you eat, the nutrients and the energy of that food goes to the muscle that you just worked in order to repair it. That's just how intelligent your body is. Right. So your glutes are the largest muscle in your body. They require the most energy, okay? Therefore, they would burn the most calories, all right? Okay. And if you train your glutes, and if you train your glutes often enough, you know, with enough intensity, then the food that you eat will go <laughs> to your <laughs> glutes to repair your glutes. Now, this, it, it's just efficiency at its right. at its best really um because you know we it is the largest muscle in our body it does need the most amount of calories the most amount of food but so therefore we can get the most bang for our bucks in the gym whenever we're training our glutes and the way that women's bodies are made um you know as opposed to men is that we do tend to have larger hips larger glutes, you know, um, our legs are a lot stronger than men's legs. So okay. if we were able to leverage that in the gym and we're able to, you know, focus on glute training and my methodology incorporates like high frequency. So that means like you're training glutes often, right? Like mm -hmm. not just once a week, we're doing it every day almost you know okay. um and high volume so a lot of reps a lot of sets all right but also low impact and low resistance 
Um, because as a bodybuilder, I have really thrashed my hips around a lot. And I, you know, like pushed myself to the point where now I have arthritis in my hip, like I I mentioned earlier, Um, I'm not able to lift, you know, 300 pounds anymore. Um, I I need to be able to honor my body, but I still want to get the most results you know, so um, that is where glute goddess came from. We're leveraging the science of, you know, the most effective glute training possible with the soul. Um, and one more thing I just have to leave you with because this is just it. for people who like to eat, like I obviously <laughs> still really enjoy eating. Um, when you train your glutes, because they are the largest muscle in your body, because they require more energy, they burn more calories, they boost your metabolism, you can actually, once you get going, you know, and you have these, you know, habits set, you can actually eat in a caloric surplus, meaning you eat more calories than your body really needs for Mm. maintenance, okay? And you can build a booty. And like, how much fun... Is that how much fun right. is that? Because right. we we can have those extra things that we really enjoy, and right. knowing that that food is just gonna go to your booty. I love it. Listen, as long as it's not going to my belly, please. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and and that's the thing. Like, so food goes and nutrients go to where you just worked. Right. Mm. So, but if you don't work it at all, it ends up going to our belly because, um, you know, we're just, we're just sitting around on the couch and we've been, you know, we've kind of evolved, um, so that we have extra fat in our belly to protect our, um, internal organs. Right. So if you don't work it, it just ends up kind of sitting at your belly. But if you do work those muscles, then it will go to the muscles that you just worked. So it's it's kind of a really great way of getting your exercise on, um, you know, learning how your body works, connecting your mind to your muscles. You start to like feel that connection Mm -hmm. with your body um, and and be able to enjoy a little bit of extra food and have a little bit of a life. Right. No, I love that. Seriously, and on, I have to be honest, when we talked about uh, glutes to goddess, uh, the first time we spoke, I actually did a lower body, it's 10 minutes, so 10 minutes. <laughs> I did a 10 minute glutes and uh, thighs workout. I have a Peloton. And so I did that. My legs are killing me right now. Yep. That's neither here nor there, but I did it. And I think... <laughs> But I also was using really heavy weights. So now that I know I don't have to go really heavy with the weights, right? I can still maximize this whole area, but not, I I, I use, I'm in bed. I use 20 pound (laughs) weights, 20 in each hand. I was on the struggle bus. I'm just going to, I was like, I don't want to do this. So... (laughs) you you're better off really going like so so what you want to work towards and this is this is really interesting because when you when you don't know you know we jump in with this all or nothing mentality we're like i'm gonna make up for the last 20 years you know (laughs) like (laughs) let me grab the biggest and and we all do it and it's so normal and i've done it so many times in my life as well but what you want to work towards is what we call fatigue okay Okay. like you basically you want to get to the end of your set 
and feel like you're like, woof, like I could, I could barely do a couple more. Right. Right. Like, and, and so how you get to that fatigue is up to you, but because you're not a power lifter, you don't want to be going heavy right. for a short amount of time. You want to be going lighter for a longer period of time. So I would say go with, you know, lighter weights or even like myself, I'm only training body weight right now. Right. Um, but I'll do two sets of 20 or three sets of 15. I'll do okay. a lot of it. And I'll do like, you know, six to eight different exercises with those sets and those reps. Yeah. That is, thank you so much for that information. Because mm-hmm. if you would have seen me yesterday. <laughs> I feel like lowering down slowly. Oh, right. right? Like- <laughs> and I might be able to get out of the bed tomorrow morning. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah. 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 And then it causes you to take a longer recovery time because you need to recover, obviously. So that's actually why I've decided to create like low impact. So using body weight and using resistance so Uh that you can train every day if you wanted to, or, or, you know, five, six days a week, because if we do it one time and we get so sore that we, we can't, you know, do it until three days, four days later. Well, first off, then the habit's gone. You've probably forgotten all about it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But, but also, um, you know, you, you're not training frequently enough really to mm. get results, you okay. know, unless, unless you have done this for so long that you're a bodybuilder and you know that you train, you know, like, quads and glutes on Monday and then chest and back on Tuesday and then hamstrings and glutes on Wednesday. And then, you know what I mean? Like you're splitting, it's called a split and you're essentially Uh splitting your body parts up over the week. Um, But obviously to get to that place, you know, it's, 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 it's It's quite a a road to be able to get there to sustain that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, trust me, I have a ways to go, but I am going to actually incorporate the low impact and more, reps versus trying to use 20 pound weights let's just yeah 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 Yeah, exactly more more reps the better (laughs) literally i had no idea so like once again more wisdom i I, i'm here for it like seriously (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh thank you so much again so kirby you have a website Yes, yes. So um, you can go to www.glutegoddess.com and my new program will be launching soon. I'm going to be doing all the filming for it um, in the next few weeks. So right now, please uh, sign up for my wait list. And the, when the program drops, you will be the first to know. Uh, awesome. Oh my gosh, Kirby, this has been amazing. I, I have enjoyed every single bit of it. You definitely, you know, I am inviting you back if you want to come back. This oh is my grand. gosh, I would love to. <laughs> so it's glute to goddess, right? Glute goddess. Glute goddess. Glute goddess. Glute goddess. goddess. Yeah. It's Kirby's glute. program. I am excited for, you know, what will come of this program because I can't imagine women not wanting to know a more efficient way to mm-hmm. get, you know, into optimal health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just knowing, like I told you what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I think a lot that that happens where we just, we go so hard. And like you said, because we're so sore the next day, it's like, I'm not doing this again. Like, 
This is brutal. Who does this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And that is not what it has to be like. Right. And so right. being able to incorporate that mindset, you know, the soulful aspect yeah. of it, like having that awareness of your relationships and, and how to essentially care for yourself with, you know, the most effective method possible created um, for bikini athletes. So I think it's the best of both worlds. I'm super no, I, excited. I, it's not a thing I know because like <laughs> we were saying before, like learning about that relationship that you have and really taking in, like the, like you said, the soul component of it. I don't think people really keep that in mind. And I think that could mm -hmm. then lead to that, having that lifestyle approach as opposed to the 30 day fix, you know? So yeah. yes. yes. Oh my exactly. gosh, Kirby. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you, Alicia. It was such a pleasure. I loved it oh. so much. Oh, awesome. Thank you all again for listening to the e to me podcast and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Oh, as always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode on the e to me podcast. I love seeing the ratings and the reviews that you all are sending out. So please continue rating and reviewing the show. If you have not rated or reviewed the show, please take the time to rate and review this show, particularly if you love it. If not, don't worry about it. Also, if you have not subscribed yet, take the time to subscribe to the e me podcast. These are amazing stories, and we want you to be a part of this wonderful community. I love you. Bye. Thank you.